There has never been a more urgent time to support classrooms and communities as they rebuild. You can help High Five reach, teach, and transform the lives of young people with a gift of any size. You can donate online by visiting our website and clicking on the donate button. I'll throw the link into the description of this episode. We thank you so much for your support. Hey friends, so in this episode you're going to be joined by myself, Rich Keegan, Lisa Hun and Chris Danboys as we discuss how do we start a workshop. How do you start a program? What is your go-to beginning things? It might be even what you do prior to the program beginning, but how do you start a program? I think I try and make, say good morning, hello to each participant, whoever that is. Wow. Okay. Um, Whether that be in the AB or in the BB, but even before that, it's like, just get them going, saying hello. Even in a large conference, um, I like to try and make my way toward the door once I'm all set up and just say, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And then I don't know who I learned this from. I I think it was uh, more the merrier with the book that Faith did and trying to think of who else it was to plant yourself seated uh, in a large conference, if it's in your room and the room says, sit down and just like you're a participant and just have conversations with people as they sit down. And then they don't necessarily realize that who you are to start with and go, boy, I hope this is a really good workshop. I, <laughs> I haven't seen this guy before. I hope he didn't bomb. I actually, go from there. I actually did that once at a summer camp training because I, because of the accent and I also don't look that old. I went into the staff training and it was already beginning and I just, walked in i wasn't wearing high five gear and i said i was here for a training but they just yeah. assumed i was also a participant from another camp for the training so i sat there for ages until they were like when's the training getting here <laughs> and then i stood up yeah it wasn't that funny no. uh, <laughs> it was funny in my head uh, prep for a program i i think it goes all the way back to like the needs assessment piece for me like who are they what do they need what what are their challenges or goals or whatever that is and and going through a needs assessment process in some way, shape or form, depending on what group is asking for my time. The question is, how do we start a program? Like, how do we kick it off? I think that that's certainly changed for me over the years. I have given myself permission to be less structured and have experimented with things as engaging as like a survey or a card game or a bingo where everybody has this role to a little bit more like introduce yourself. What are a few things that are important just to try to calibrate like what do people really need? And I think the assumption that people need to have a scripted introduction isn't always true. Mm -hmm. And even like standing in a circle isn't always true. Mm -hmm. So I think it's for me, it's just playing around with what are the different tone sets that work and they're not always going to be the same. There is one thing I always try to do. I don't always succeed, but I try to keep my prep separate from my planning so that when I'm starting a program, I'm also not trying to organize my prop bag or do the med forms because I just, I'm not good at having those two hats on at the same time. So if I'm not logistically ready for a program, I will usually hide from the participants Mm -hmm. until I am because when I'm there, we all have, and I've probably been one of these participants. So I'm like, I know I'm early, but can I just ask you, Mm -hmm. you know, 25 questions while you're here? And if I'm able to do that, I like to be able to have those conversations. So the reason I like, uh, was like, Oh, wow. When you rich said, 
you say hello to everyone is I, we were having a conversation the group of us about struggle yesterday that i i really struggle i i know for like when i'm at conferences there was um a conference that was at recently and i actually turned up just as my time was starting and it was mainly because of the overlap of the last person getting done that wasn't very helpful for me and so i had that like i have to prep but like everyone's already there and there was sitting around in the seat and i, I ever it was an open space everyone's looking at me and I felt so awkward with everyone looking at me. It was like put. It was flustering me. I didn't have time to do the intros. Yeah. It, I, that just threw me for a loop a little bit. But even when I'm not, I, I maybe will chat with one or two people. I'm not good about going around. I once saw, I think it's this is a shout out to Ortiz, and he went around literally like you just said to every single person and said hey before he even started. And I was like, damn, I wish I could do that. Maybe I'll be able to do that in the future. But that this this isn't because it's recorded. Puts me on unnoticed <laughs> on notice now when I'm at a conference. But if you're not make sure Phil says hello. I mean, there are a lot of other yeah. ways that you work your magic. Because because I've mentioned so. before about nerves that when like I say hey everyone and I'm and I'm, then I start then I'm fine. Like all of that pretense stuff come is nerve wracking for me. I think that's where I was where the question for me was thinking like how I start because I. Jim has given me feedback about open enrollments being in the room when people show up on the first day so that you can have those interactions. And I'm, I will admit in my first couple of workshops here at High Five, I would hide in the office a bit yeah. until it was go time and then go walk in and then go. But then it wasn't really, it was start, like they had that awkward silence piece and I wasn't helping yeah, yeah. yeah without me. And then I was ignoring that part because it was making me awkward. So that was like hard for me to start. So I've had to be better at that myself. So it's like owning stuff that I'm working on myself of like how I start it. I've got better at it and I think I'm much better at it now, but that was definitely a weakness for me starting a program. Can I ask a question about the awkward silence? Yeah. Like for whom is it awkward? I think it's important to mm. just name that because I think around here and maybe this will get cut. <laughs> it's like if the group is quiet, like, ooh, you better engage them more or what's up with that. And I know for me, if I'm in, like in a social environment for hours at a time or I've driven long hours, like I am perfectly happy to be quiet and mm -hmm. flip through my manual or, oh. you know, I, and I don't think that there's, I, I don't know, like that awkwardness. Is that, is it awkward for us as facilitators? Is it awkward for participants? Like what's you know the what angle? It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, when we do a tinker workshop and uh like at a conference and there's the we have in it 20 minutes or 30 minutes of discussion time it feels like it's not we're not working you know when you give like a group something to talk about you we we know the benefit of it but in because it's not time on tasks that i'm in front of the stage or speaking i think that same part as that if people aren't talking it has it feels like it's a direct reflection on me like i i should make them i should help them talk I don't, and I agree. I don't think that they're feeling it as much as probably we're feeling it. Yeah. I think for me, part of the, what plays into how deliberate or or structured perhaps the start is depends on the size of the group. So if it's a much larger group, then I have a little more structure to it so that they can feel like they move forward. If, if it's just a group of three or four people sitting there, I'm like, they can have a conversation and then we can do, we can sit and talk for 15 minutes and do introductions and every person can take five minutes to share their story yeah. and engage. 
but you don't want to be doing that if you got 25 in your group. Mm-hmm. It'll be like lunchtime and all we got to is introductions. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you need to have some tool to get out the information that so everybody knows who's in the room and who has what sort of information and role in the day, but not eat up so much time that being more relaxed with a small group of four or five might allow. So mm-hmm. I think that plays a role in how I choose to start, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to become more comfortable with silence, meaning, you know, if it's 30 seconds and then the will typically ask a question and don't jump in right away. But even more than that, especially in the ABs that we're doing, which are five days, the adventure basics and people come in from meals and it's physically demanding for everybody. It's okay for everybody to be quiet and just eat. Oh, you yeah. know, that can be a conversational, a great time for conversation. It, it, it takes a lot of energy for me to be social and, mm. and um, do that's not something I is a natural set for me. So mm-hmm. to be able to have quiet time for myself um, is important as well within the longer program. If it's a day program, whole whole different situation. It's game on, got to go. Lisa, you bringing activities right at the start, like for them to you to play with. Sometimes, like you have that box. I do. I have a little. It's like a basket of mm-hmm. just toys, and I bring that sometimes. Sometimes I forget, and I think it's sort of it's more like the kinesthetic. Do you have something to play with? versus a, like a facilitation tool. But oftentimes we'll turn into like, oh, I haven't played with this in so long. Do you know, like people are sharing skills and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But one other thing I was going to say about start is that I've also tried to start however the group is like in a custom workshop, if they happen to all be sitting around a cafeteria table. Absolutely. And we talked about this, just sit there and join them versus all right, everybody stand mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. enter my world. Right. I actually feel like we've addressed this already in one of the podcasts. I can't remember. But that is like, why did that take me so long to figure that one out? Like, it's okay to just sit down at their breakfast mm-hmm. and eat breakfast and introduce yeah. yourself. And I think I've gotten so used to like the game time performance, like it's on. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so dramatic. I find that people need to, I don't know, it's my perception. People need to sit more. I mean, be able to have students, I don't care who it is, adults stand for 20 minutes and debrief in a circle can be really a lot. I mean, we noticed that with the edge of leadership, even the fifth graders, the kids were like, man, I'm so tired. What are you tired about? I need to sit down. So, I mean, to be able to acknowledge that and kind of meet them where they are with that. And it's okay for them to sit down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's something that's I'm finding a little bit more interesting as we do groups. It's a I don't know if people are as active as they used to be. So even the process of standing can be really a challenge for some groups. So it's okay to sit down and relax. I think sometimes, you know, if you're in their setting, asking them when they're ready to start is totally appropriate yeah. also. Like, ready to go. Are, yeah. Because you don't know the, all the parameters. Has Joe showed up who yeah. normally is late? Mm-hmm. Is somebody else dealing with the photocopier because you asked about med forms and yeah. you didn't remember that so-and-so went to get more? Like, just ask them, hey, how y'all doing? We ready to go? And if yeah, people say, no, Susie's down there and Jim's out there, and you go, okay, great. We'll keep talking amongst yourselves. And let me know when we're ready. And when we're ready, let's let, then we'll get ready. We'll start whatever that new start is, even though you've already started. Yeah, I think organic's good. I think sometimes structure can be good depending on the outcomes that you need to get at. You know, I think if you have a content-heavy training event and it's less team development kind of stuff, then sometimes using a tool, whatever that is, a bingo or, Mm -hmm. you know, some sort of activity that gets at content and starts priming the pump for the things they need to think about later the afternoon, you're going to do ballet escapes or whatever it is, helping them get in that mindset 
in whatever novelty item you bring out, whether it's a task or a game or a quiz or mm-hmm. I, I mean, you probably have seen me. Sometimes I'll just pull out my antonyms, not mm-hmm. my, my synonyms, antonyms. No, yeah. They're abbreviations. Abbreviations yeah. cards and just, Classic. yeah. Or my uh, wordles, my, my, my wordles cards, yeah. you know, those word riddles. And yeah. I just play with those and people can engage in the way they yeah. want to or not. Sometimes that gets their brain going so that their body's ready later and vice versa. And how about the uh, edge of leadership method for fifth and sixth graders? They've been riding on the bus for 40 minutes, open up the program, open, which really, right, is let the door of the bus open, let them go for 10 or 15 minutes just to get out that energy. And we walk around, free play, and we make connections with them. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How you doing? What's your name? Maybe get going. Right, just let so, them run around on the hill and out in the field. And- yeah. I think I think that's a, something that as you, you get more experience, you get more comfortable with is that flexibility of knowing that it doesn't have to be immediate task driven starts like i don't need to have every moment of the the day filled with content that is goal driven the thing that you do at the start might help the goal get there better than you just starting i was doing telestrations or story folding mm-hmm. as an activity to do yeah, at the start cool. because it, ha- it had no other benefit other than it made everyone laugh and that was and that, that was before I'd even introduced myself. I just handed them around. I didn't even say why they were here because mm-hmm. I I've reduced the amount of time I've done the prep especially at an open enrollment. There's the bathrooms are this way. All like the stuff that doesn't isn't as exciting but is more I have to get it done like and I've tried to do an activity or something and then gone into that sometimes forgotten to mention those things. But it doesn't really matter because they'll figure it out. They're here for five days. Right. They're going to figure out where the bathroom eventually. They're going to need to go. (laughs) Yeah. And so I've got better at having more flexibility. I remember one time I tried it. I think it was funny. I always have to lie. I don't know if everyone finds stuff funny that I find funny, but I tried Mad Libs one time. I realized that it didn't. It was a BB because I was beyond basics. I was trying to get, I thought everyone will know where the bathrooms is. They've been here before. So I had my go-to like list of, their bathrooms are this way. The plates are in the drawer over there. And then I took out all the nouns and verbs and stuff. And as people were coming in the room, I just said, give me a noun. And then, and I was writing Mad Libs. And then I said, okay, well, thanks to everyone here, I'm now going to read you my introduction to the workshop. And I just read the Mad Libs. It was very funny. And there was a lot of laughter. But then at the end of it, I'd like used half an hour and no one knew anything. <laughs> it was like, because there was only like two people who had been here before. So I was like, all right, well, that didn't, it was funny for me, but didn't really serve a purpose. I think some of those principles and what you're saying, Phil, are highlighted in Priya Parker's book, The Art of Gathering. Mm. You know, it's a book that I think we've all read. It's, It's a pretty quick read. I think a lot of it is sort of known to us as facilitators, but she just talks about these fundamentals. It's like a checklist for me now, like don't start with logistics and don't end with logistics. Mm-hmm. And that is a hard thing to break because you think, well, how can they not, they have to know where the bathroom is. And, but that can be introduced at the individual level or, you know, people figure that stuff out, but there's some great fundamentals in that book. And if you're more of a Ted talk person, she's got a a short talk that sort of summarizes her points. I think one of the things that we do here, particularly during open enrollment trainings that has sort of become a norm is when people come in to the space, there's a sign greeting them and their name is on that sign so that they know that we know they're coming, that they're welcome. I don't know. I've never asked anybody. Did, did that feel welcoming to yeah. you? Yeah, I think it does. But, uh, being on the other end of that, absolutely. Yeah. As a participant so, as well. But that certainly is a norm that we've sort of created here for ourselves around mm-hmm. greeting people. The, the first visual they 
have is of their name and it's welcoming them to the space they're coming to. And And I think what is nice for people as well, especially in those, but also in other programs that everyone in the hall and our offices know those people are coming and we all greet people. So it's not like, so you do feel that you're welcomed in by everyone. It's not like, Oh, you're with, who are you? What are you here for? There's an adventure basics today. You know, like, it's like, I think they're in that room. Everyone sort of knows. We tell everyone, Hey, there's a group coming in today so that everyone knows to welcome them in. I think that has some, some power in it at the start. I think some of the challenges I have, usually if you're doing a team development program, you're really thinking about the gathering and the collection of people and the intro. And that can be very sort of deliberately staged for lack of a better word, even if in or even if organic is the staging, I think sometimes in trainings where you're showing up at a site and maybe you walked around just to find the challenge course in the morning and then you're trying to gather them and there's no space or it's like, hey, we're going to meet on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. Everybody, oh yeah, they're all at the basketball court and you show up and this, you know, it's 80 degrees out, the sun's shining <laughs> down and you have no yeah, control no over the start. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. The other part that reminds me of like out of control of start is where you have somebody when you're going to a site and you have somebody else introduce you and they introduce you inaccurately or in a way that is not helpful for you at all. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, maybe we'll bring High Five or someone else to come to our site, let us introduce ourselves. We're probably more comfortable with it. And don't introduce us as the kayaking organization <laughs> or, or don't introduce me as Philip. Uh, I realize now I've sped it up. Everyone's going to do it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy with Richard either. Yeah. Or the other part of that it's, name that was yeah. going It's like, ah, oh, please let me introduce. It's the same with conferences that you always get a presider, and I always tell the presiders, ah, I've got it. I'm okay. I'll introduce myself. It always feels inauthentic when you don't have control. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's awesome. And this next one I may include in a separate episode. There's a maybe like, oh, there's something else coming. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'll wait for next week. The bookend of the program. What, what do you do to end a program? So be sure to check out next week's episode where we're going to be tackling this question. How do we end a workshop? Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, you'd love to submit them and want us to answer them, then you can do so by emailing podcast at highfiveadventure.org or sending me a direct message on Instagram at Vertical Playpen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. High Five is powered by the generosity of people like you who help us support students, teachers, and leaders build stronger schools and communities. A gift of any size to make a difference. You can donate visiting High Five's website, The link is in the description. We thank you so much for your support. What do you call a laughing motorcycle? A Yamaha. (laughs) That one got you, Keegan. (laughs) Well, that's the point of these, right? (laughs) Oh, it is. Oh.